Today we're going to be talking about uh, Gary Sheffield's career and, and some of the trades that he's been part of. Uh, Scott, do you want to talk a little bit about him? Yeah, you know, you and I talked, I think it may have been, what what podcast, we talked about maybe when the Pirates one. He came up in our discussion once about underrated hitters and, mm. you know, Gary Sheffield, he probably won't make the Hall of Fame because there's that cloud of, you know, the steroids cloud and when he played and some comments he made, um, I think when he was in New York about that with the Yankees, but, you know, he is... Oh, it's Kevin Mitchell, I believe. Like, right. Kevin Mitchell is a great hitter, right? And Gary Sheffield reminds me a lot of Kevin Mitchell. Mm. Uh, great hitter. I think Sheffield may be one of the best hitters from that era. I don't know if he's better than Bonds, but mm-hmm. um, he's someone who had a lot of promise. And, you know, and he changed positions a few times. And, mm-hmm. and teams a lot of times, which is an interesting thing to have a guy with that much talent mm-hmm. move around so much, mm-hmm. especially at a young age, too. So he was someone who was drafted by the Milwaukee Brewers, and he was a shortstop or third baseman or both mm-hmm. when he came up. And he was soon traded to the San Diego Padres mm-hmm. in a package um, – including Ricky Bonus, starting pitcher. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if the the uh, Brewers got very much. They, I don't think they did. Well, they got Jose Valentin. Oh, that's right, the, the infielder. Yeah. Jose Valentin was, was probably the player um, that the Brewers got in that. Um, Valentin, Matt Miski went to the Padres. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so like Jose Valentin actually went to the Padres <laughs> with... With Ricky, uh, with Ricky Bonus, you're right, and Matt Miski, the right fielder. So, I don't know. It, it doesn't seem like the Brewers got very much no. in return. Although, you know, he, I think he, they looked at Sheffield as a disappointing player. Mm-hmm. So, maybe that's why. Yeah, I mean, Sheffield is one of those interesting players I always remember because of his batting stance. Yeah, yeah, menacing. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I remember in Little League, I tried to uh, em- emulate his batting yeah. scent, and I think I got elbow tendonitis for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what. Well, the DL. And and the yeah. funny thing is, like, he had such great bat speed that, like, right. that bat stand where he would just bob back and forth, right. like his bat back and forth, like, right. <laughs> he had to like. You have to have so much bat speed to catch up because I tried to do that. And I would never catch up because right. like it's just not a natural way of swinging a bat, but. Mm. But yeah, like to your point, um, he was disappointing when he got drafted. By the way, he's uh, Doc Gooden's cousin, right? Uh, he's Doc Gooden's nephew. Nephew. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dwight okay. Gooden is his uncle. So it's like a talented family, right? It there. is. By the way, I mentioned this before. I think Dwight Gooden is maybe one of the best pitchers ever. He just had some issues, which didn't allow him to fully reach his, yeah, you know, potential. But anyway, yeah, one of the best pitching hitters too. Oh. Thank you. Yes, forgot about that. <laughs> did you know? I know we we're. This is we're yeah. going on a divergent. <laughs> but did you know that Doc Gooden actually was a great left-handed hitter? No. And then they switched him to right-hand. Oh no, no. Yeah, he was left-handed, and they uh-huh. switched him right-handed. Uh-huh. So he, if he, if they hit him with a pitch, his pitching hand wouldn't get hit. Oh, we gotta protect that that yeah. arm. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. You should have done something with the coke habit too. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, in today's world, it'd just be a bunch of people 
you know, wanting to outlaw the DH. Or I'm sorry, bring in the DH yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. National League. So, yeah. <laughs> but sorry, I got us off topic as usual. <laughs> but uh, but no, I think uh, that was a terrible trade for the yeah. Brewers. Um, uh, but but like he didn't, you know, Jose Valentin ended up ended up hitting like 20, 25 home runs. Yeah. Average for a few years there, he averaged about twenty. Yeah, that's a good season. Home runs. Yeah. Um, you know, Ricky Bonus was an all-star pitcher for one of the years, and Matt yeah. Niski was like a you know utility outfielder type. Right. But yeah, I mean, you get a guy who's a potential borderline Hall of Famer. Right. The only thing with the Padres I can think of is that um, he didn't stay that long with them. They ended up yeah. trading him again, and uh, that was around that fire sale time, you yeah. know, where they would give, give away you know Darren Jackson and Fred McGriff, and both guys we've talked about. Oh God. Ricky Bonus was a part of some good Milwaukee uh, Brewers starting rotations, though. They're kind of underrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Bosio, you know, yeah. we talked about him. And uh, who, who else? Uh, I don't know. Cal Eldred, Cal you Eldred. mentioned. So, I don't know. I don't know if Teddy Higuera was on any of those teams. But there's one other guy I'm leaving out, too. But Ricky Bonus, he, did you say he made one all-star team? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. And then so the Padres, and he had a really good couple of years for the Padres, became an all-star yeah. where he wasn't. Uh, it's interesting. He came up as, I like players who switch positions. Yeah. And that, that just goes to show how, like, what a great athlete he was. Cause right. He played shortstop and then third base for a while and then right. went into the outfield. Like Kevin Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. another Milwaukee Brewer who yeah. won an MVP at shortstop and center field. Robin Yount. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they, they yeah. envisioned him to be like Robin Yount in some Could point. be. Could be. Yeah. But uh, but so the Padres, you know, they had another, they had a fire sale and they tra- yeah. ended up trading him away. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned kind of a borderline Hall of Famer. Well, the Padres received from the Florida Marlins a guy who will make the Hall of Fame when he's eligible, and that mm. is uh, the great closer. Trevor Hoffman. Thank you. Uh, and he has a, a, a brother who is a part of the, the Dodgers organization, I think. Currently? Uh, well, a few years back. Oh, a few years but, uh, oh, okay. yeah, um, I remember Trevor Hoffman was a part of the Reds organization. And he was drafted um, by the Marlins in the expansion draft. And then mm-hmm. they flipped him for Sheffield. So it's looking like the Padres got Rich Rodriguez, lefty uh, um, setup guy, or, you know, middle reliever. Um, or the and, Marlins got him. Marlins, they sent. Uh, uh, oh, they sent him to the Marlins yeah. with uh, Sheffield, and mm-hmm. they got um, Andres Berman, woo, Trevor mm-hmm. Hoffman, and and Jose Martinez. So I mean, it looks like Hoffman was the only really good. Yeah, yeah. So offline, off, you know, off recording. Uh-huh. You mentioned that you think that this was a way better trade for uh, for the Padres. Right. Right. Do you think nowadays when we think about closers, how it's not as important? Do you think right. it still was a good trade? Because, I mean, if you think about it, um, you know, uh, Sheffield won a World Series with, uh, with the Marlins. Right. And Hoffman never good won point. a World Series. And he, he's going to get to the Hall of Fame. But nowadays, it seems like closers are like, right. not dime a dozen, but they're easier to find. Maybe back then they weren't. I do have that belief about closers, about not giving up a lot, you know, financially and player-wise. Uh, I do have kind of a, a, an exception to that rule, though. Like Mariano Rivera 
Mm. He played his entire uh, career with with uh, the Yankees and. Trevor Hoffman, you know, came up with Cincinnati, was with Cup of Tea with Florida Marlins, mm-hmm. mostly played with the Padres, ended his career with the Brewers, mm-hmm. I, I believe, to last two seasons, I believe. Mm-hmm. But he's known as a Padre, and I think most people kind of look at Trevor Hoffman, Hoffman as maybe the second or third greatest closer of all time. I think mm-hmm. most people would choose Rivera, most would choose maybe Eckersley second. And probably Hoffman third. What about Raleigh Fingers? I think most people would take any of those three guys, including really? Hoffman, over Raleigh Fingers easily. What do you think about that? I, I mean, yeah. I'm not really familiar with Raleigh Fingers too yeah. much, but yeah. he used to go to like three innings. And right. At some point, he led he yeah. like an all-time saves leader. Well, well, keep in mind that most people who kind of do the predictions, they don't really pay attention to like pre-1990. Pre, uh, I mean, that that's part of my, the reason why I'm, that's why I'm answering it. Like, you know, intellectually, I would probably say no. Like, I would agree with you. But like most people, like if you did a poll, they forget before 1995 or before yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. So What about Lee Smith? What do you think about that guy? Yeah, you know, um... I've never been the biggest Lee Smith fan. I've never been a big Jeff Reardon fan either. Oh, yeah. Reardon, yeah. I could see. Lee yeah. Smith had so many saves at some point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they both led... When they both retired, I believe they had the most saves ever. But... Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, um... And then the Far- Marlins, as they want to do... <laughs> yeah. yeah. They got the World Series ring. They got their ring, and they're all, <laughs> I got what I wanted, yeah, and I got yeah. what I needed Yeah, out the door. <laughs> so they started their own fire sale. Yep. Uh, do you want to talk about... Or, that was in the contract when they got Sheffield from the Padres. Must, must give them away the fire sale yeah. within a year or so. Um, so they ended up giving him to the Dodgers... Um, for, and, you know, this other throw-in, Manuel Burrios, um, Bobby Bonilla, Jim Eisereich, and <laughs> Charles Johnson. And, you know, they got, you know, Mike Piazza and Todd Zeal. And you and I did a, a podcast on that, yeah. uh, well, Mike Piazza, but that, yeah. that trade in particular. And we talked, you know, you all can listen to that episode, but my thing about the Dodgers making that trade is they were continuing to go away from their philosophy of, growing homegrown talent you know yeah i mean they they got i mean that was the start of them sucking and uh (laughs) yeah um i mean piazza was an all-star back then but this trade was definitely something like it was a stupid trade i mean nuts but right i am man marlins i have a lot of problems with marlins i don't want to get into (laughs) you know piazza you know there's all the all the the financial stuff that came up i guess they didn't want to give him the long-term deal but he he hardly even played for the Marlins, so yeah. got traded to the Mets soon after. Mm-hmm. Preston Wilson, I forget, but oh yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> we talked about him already. Um, and then later on, uh, the Dodgers traded him to Atlanta for Brian Jordan, Odalis Perez, and Andrew Brown. Which yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Brian Jordan had some good years with uh, Atlanta and. You know the the Cardinals and mm-hmm. the Dodgers and the Atlanta and Falcons. Falcons yeah. <laughs> his his buddy Deion Sanders, right? Yeah. Um, wore number twenty three, like Air Jordan, Michael yeah. Jordan. So Brian Jordan. Uh, I don't know. I think the only guy, if we look at all the trades Sheffield has been a part of, yeah, I think Trevor Hoffman's number one, yeah, and Sheffield's number two, and maybe Brian Jordan. I don't know number 
seven. Well, six. Yeah, I mean Jordan basically started sucking right after. Yeah, he was at the end of his career, right? Yeah. So, um, do you remember much about that trade? I mean, it was kind of, uh, you know, I think if it, if it happened a few years earlier, I mean, it would have been sexier. But I mean, I I think of all the trades for Sheffield, the one that I remember most was the nineteen. 98 trade right the fire sale and then the second one is the one where you got traded to the marlins right so right. the the fire sale one is me getting pissed off at the marlins yeah because the year before i remember them getting him in a i mean at the time right. you know we know now that trevor hoffman is a hall of famer but like at the time right. we're like man why the hell yeah. Yeah. would you trade yeah. sheffield for three minor leaguers yeah and then um and then Marlins end up beating the Giants in the playoffs. And then the next right. year, instead of continuing uh, that dynasty, yeah. they trade everybody away because they want to save money. It's like, it's just not not cool, you know? It's yeah. like they bought their team. Yeah. So I remember that one. And you know, and then they didn't, you know, Mike Piazza, they don't keep him, and Todd Zeal. And yeah. by the way, Todd Zeal came up as a catcher. So there's like he three did. catchers involved in that That's trade. right. He did. And he moved to third base. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Forgot about that. Mm, I'm just like the <laughs> catcher right now. Like the, the third base. Trevor Hoffman. It is interesting though because he was in the Reds chain. He was uh, not protected in the expansion draft. So that's how the Florida Marlins, now the Miami Marlins, got him. Oh, okay. So they drafted him from the Reds, and then you know, so it, you know, the Reds missed out on missed on him, and maybe oh, the Marlins did too. Expansion draft. Yeah. So I mean, I think a lot of teams didn't know how good he would become. I remember they had Brian, actually Brian Harvey, the closer. Yeah, the first, Angels. Yeah, yeah, he was the first pick, I think, in the. Yeah, draft. yeah. There's a lot of talk that they, they, the Angels wouldn't protect him because of his uh, salary or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, that I, do you remember when they gave Benito Santiago a big contract that the Marlins did? Like he was a part of that original '93 floor of the Marlins team. Oh wow. Brian Harvey yeah. and the. Uh, um, Benito Santiago, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And so Hoffman was part of that. Draft. Well, yeah, he was um, a part of the expansion draft. Uh-huh. Um, the, the Marlins drafted him from the Reds. I don't remember which round, but so that's how they originally got Trevor Hoffman from Cincinnati. So it was like a freebie. Exactly, and you know, of course, to be eligible for that expansion draft, the Reds didn't protect him. Yeah, you could protect yeah. so many, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. So for Sheffield, you know, we've talked about this before, but you know, do we think he's a Hall of Famer? Right. Right. What do you think? Uh, easily no, and I hate to say it, because it's because of the era he played in. I think a lot of people would um, give him a hard time or not vote him in because of all the teams he played for, which I don't think is a good. It's a, it's not a no. great way of looking at it, but that's the one criticism I think against Bobby Bonds because mm. he played for so many teams. But why that shouldn't matter. Yeah, Sheffield finished what top three in MVP three times, AL and NL combined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the best hitters of that era. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, great numbers, almost a 300 lifetime average. What over 500 home runs, 1700 RBIs, I believe. So. Yeah. Great career. I mean, I think he had um, 
they're always but he was injured a lot too at times right right and especially early on in his career like he didn't really p- perform very well right and in maybe middle of the like when he played for Los Angeles and so maybe some of those things people some of those times people like held it against him but right at other times he had like the most dominating numbers yep. you could ever want yeah. in a player so yeah. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer either because I always like my Hall of Famers to uh, have 3,000 hits unless yeah. they're like pitchers rolling fingers or have like home runs you know near 600 and stuff which which is why like I always feel bad when Bonds doesn't have 3,000 or Babe Ruth didn't have 3,000 hits but I mean that guy was like the best yeah I mean that's what's keeping Mark McGuire out of the hole he did have 3,000 hits (laughs) 